0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for
1: seeing, thanks for tuning, thanks for downloading, thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast, for shining a light on bright ideas. Today in the retail space, can't even wait for you to learn about my good friend, Bram Van Schindel-Trump. I know him from Consumer Goods Forum. I am so excited to have him on our podcast today. He's got a really cool product that he has invented and launched in the retail world, and you're going to learn all about it. Bram, it's so great to have you on the podcast.
2: It's really a privilege to be here, Justin. It's
1: so great, right? I'm so excited. I love the industry we work in, um, and we connected over the last two years um, through some work we're doing with um, the Consumer Goods Forum and a couple of committees there. And for those who don't know Consumer Goods Forum, you can pull it up. But one of the biggest um, influence, influential, I'll say, uh, industry organizations in the consumer packaged goods industry. Um, and we've had an opportunity to meet some great people and then really get to know each other. And um, so I'm excited that you're here today. Brahm, how about this? Share, before we jumped into your product, share a little bit about your background and how you even got into the the industry?
2: Oh, that's, uh, that's a nice question. Yeah, um, I've uh, uh, when I just was a child, I always thought of uh, uh, how to change the world. Huh? So uh, why can't I do something good instead of something bad for the world? And huh? so I started studying. When I started studying, I started studying uh, environmental material technology. I uh, uh, also uh, helped to develop this environmental industry of South Africa, and afterwards uh, i uh, i end up in the in the supply chain. And so i started the technical business uh, administration and i ended up in the supply chain at gemini and uh, uh, yeah worked for uh, for a, a few uh, multinationals but then i i actually uh, got a form of rsi uh, so that your arm is hurting and your neck and your shoulders and uh, then I, I i really thought of why I'm doing what I'm doing at the moment, eh? and then I was thinking, I should combine my both passions, yeah? so uh, that's a supply chain, but also sustainability, I, I actually want to change uh, a bit of the, of the world, so why am I not starting this? So, and at that time, I co-developed uh, a program called Lean and Green, and Lean and Green is about how to uh, reduce 20% of CO2 emissions in five years time. So we collaborated with retailers, brands, logistic service providers, and now it's a European standard. And what I'm talking about with you today is how we want to transition the promotional industry.
1: Wow, I love that. And what a cool background and, um, and path and what a neat mission. I love that. when you're mission based and trying to really make a positive impact, it's so cool to see like what you can come up with and who like leans in right to help, which I can't we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, all right, so talk about the company and your product and where this idea came from for the, the, the smart shelf.
2: Yeah, so what we do at pure value and, huh? we help retailers and brands create more effective and sustainable promotions. And, uh, well, it's, it started about six years ago when uh, we started with, uh, with co-creating with retailers and brands. So just before that, a guy came to me and said, oh, uh, in the cardboard world, a lot of cardboard is wasted. So it's a, it's a billion kilograms of cardboard just wasted on branded promotions worldwide. So uh, how can we change this? And I truly believe in co-creation. So what I did at the Lean and Green program, we organized a lot of sessions together with retailers and brands to join forces to see what is the ideal outcome for you. And if you just start for and think of what you can do together, don't create a vision, then nothing will happen. But if you create a shared vision, then something will happen. And the outcome of those sessions were, so who was participating then? So for example, Procter Gamble, Coca-Cola, uh Beth, but also the retailers, eh? the, the, the Carrefour, De Laez, uh, uh, Albert Heijn. And there you see that those, together they came up with great ideas. They said, okay, uh, we want to get rid of this cardboard, but we also want to know something about our promotions because at the moment we don't know anything. So it could be that there is a, 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 a display on the shop, for, but nobody knows if it's there, how long it's there, and what it's uh, selling. So this is a huge problem.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Wow. Um, so cool that you had this idea. Did you always know this was going to be a business around it or was it more of a, a side hustle? You know what I mean? Like what did that look like early days for you?
2: For me, that was a, a passion for <laughs> uh, a crea- organizing co-creation as a consultant. And so uh, I I just helped companies to get up with news, new ideas to overcome those uh, those problems on sustainability. But then I thought, so this could be a real business. Huh? So this is a, such a huge problem. So why don't I help to solve it? And at that time, that's when, uh, when we started this company.
1: Wow. Um, and when you launched, how did you know that retailers would be interested in engaging with you? Did you have some early feedback or what did that look like uh, to know there was a market for your product?
2: Well, it was just the outcome of those first sessions. So in those first sessions, they were just saying this was a problem for them. Uh, a lot of um, yeah, startups, they just think of an idea and they think of that, that is a problem of the industry. And then they are uh, spending years to design a solution for it. But it actually, actually ended up that it was never a problem before. And we started in a different way. We started, what's the problem?
1: eh? Sure. (laughs) The problem
2: was that there was too much cardboard waste.
1: That's right. Yeah. And for those that aren't um, working in the industry, when you think about cardboard, if you walk into like a grocery store, let's say, you'll see cardboard racks, cardboard end caps, cardboard holding product in store, uh, cardboard, what's called POS or point of sale, which is advertising and marketing like information on cardboard, right? I mean, so these are a lot of the use cases of where cardboard is used, right, Rom? Definitely,
2: yeah, definitely. So those—that that is what you see. Yeah? But I also never knew the big problems behind this. Yeah? So the, the, the big problem there is, yeah, you see that it's on top of the shop floor, but you don't know if it's on the shop floor or not. Yeah? So That's there right. is a, the, the first problem that a lot of retailers and brands just don't know what they're putting on. The, they know what they're putting on the shop floor, but they're not knowing if it's selling. Sometimes it is uh, sold out within five minutes. But it's not sold out within five minutes. It's, uh, it's just an employee is filling the shelves with those products. Right. So you spend a lot of money uh, uh, on branding the the display and uh, to uh, to to state your products that they are really great. But the, uh, and it's just, just I I to fill the shelves.
1: Right. Yeah. So <laughs> again, for the and now on the retail side, uh, for those that maybe haven't worked in retail. You get these really nice displays from the big consumer packaged goods brands, right? And these displays hold product in store. And they're meant to hold like that CBG brand's products, but they get used for a lot of other things. And sometimes you may not know that. So hence some of the uh, the extra spend that goes into putting more um, shelves, shelves, I'll say, in store from these big brands. All right. So, um, Brom, let's talk about the Proteus Smart Display. Uh, t- tell us about it and um, what it does that's unique.
2: Yeah. So we came up uh, from the problem. We came up with the idea to build something that is foldable and telescopic so you can cover any brands. Uh, so from a big Coca-Cola bottom to a small can. Uh, so every shelf is individually adjustable and you can fold it and stack it. So it will not take any room in the back room of the uh, of the retailer. And so if you offer Christmas, for example, you think of now I want to get rid of all those promotions that are occupying my uh, my space, then you can just stack them. And what is very important for our item, it's a one piece item. And so it's one piece. So you will not lose any parts eh? because with all other items you will lose uh, some parts. Right. <laughs> and you want to uh, build up your next promotions. So this is one thing that is very important. The other thing is, so uh, um, also it's a new business model in retail. Yeah? So the, the, the business model normally was, that is or the supply chain model, is it gets pre-filled a logistics warehouse and sent to towards the shops. But here uh, it's very fragile, but it also has a massive amount of CO2. So uh, we, we changed this entire system to say, okay, we just use those racks on top of the shop floor and only replace the sleeve, and therefore it reduces 50% of cost. and a retailer can manage their spot way better than before. Before, they couldn't manage it, and now can really manage it. And the thing that's, that's, I think, really unique unique about our item is it has IoT device in it. So it has weight sensors, and it weighs the, uh, the, the total amount of the display. So what you can see then, okay, now a full display is on my shop floor. It's active. And what is it selling per hour? It's a roughly base, so we, uh, we 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 rather be uh, uh, roughly uh, uh, xp one. Huh? But this is how it measures. So now we know if it's on the shop floor, we know what is uh, what is it selling and when the promotions ended.
1: Right. I love that. So IoT, Internet of Things, um, hot technology right now coming up in all parts of the supply chain in retail and consumer goods. So Brahm, doesn't that rely then on technology in the store? How does that work in terms of, okay, you've got a smart shelf, you've got product on that shelf, as product moves off of the shelf, you know, there's a, a I'll say a signal that product is out or have moved off the shelf. How does that data then get tracked or reported or consolidated in, in an kind of yeah. drive a message?
2: That's a good question. Yeah, first we started there because it's working on Bluetooth, yeah, and but you have to receive the Bluetooth. Yeah, and there's the first problem because then you need a gateway in every store, but also in every area of the store. And yeah, so you need gateways to receive the signal. So therefore we built a an, an simple app and the store employee can just see, oh, what's all uh, my planning this week, yeah, which displays all my planning. And, for example, a display of Mars, and he will see their instructions, so how to build it up, what right. is the, the planogram. Yeah, how to, how to fill it. And afterwards, he scans the display, and then the data comes out for the past five weeks. So with an app, it's not as real-time. You can analyze your promotion from before, and so we can analyze all the promotions. And it's going into our system, so we have our... Uh, our portal that uh, both retailers and brands can see what's happening to their promotions.
1: Got it. That's really nice. Um, How has the adoption worked? So you come up with this um, smart display, I'll call it. How did you have early customers or like, what were your early wins to, to kind of validate that the product was working and would be useful?
2: yeah we we had a lot of sessions together with uh, with with retailers and brands yeah? so that was the first part had yeah, to really develop the product in the right way yeah? so uh, for example we have even with uh, Procter and Gamble for our sessions but it was nice it was at the coast in the netherlands so uh, <laughs> those were great <laughs> nice but then they helped us with the design and uh, uh, and 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 yeah how how they they think what kind of materials to to use for example so and after that, we started with all retailers and brands to develop demo cases or showcases, and then it showed that it could work. And immediately, all the brands were behind the product. But first, first product was still metal, so we had like our hands full of blood. <laughs> but everyone loved it. Yeah, uh, everyone loved full it. <laughs>
1: God
2: uh, and. Uh, and, and finally, how to get, get this into the market, eh, because that's the big question. And so normally, if you want to build a standard in the market, everyone says you have to start with the biggest company. Eh? Right. So in, in the Netherlands, right. that's Albert Heijn, for example. But just but the big company is so huge, it is hard for them to really adapt a new system because they have to change everything there. But so we started with Plus, Plus Retail, and that's a, 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 um, a retailer... Who has 300 stores so it's the third retailer in the netherlands and it is big enough to show that it's working but it's small enough to start immediately and they immediately said okay we want to replace all our displays with this system and then okay we started with them we produced 5000 displays and with these 5000 displays we could immediately replace everything but we thought that we should still use the same supply chain as we did. So now, if you want to solve the problems by using the same thinking, <laughs>
1: right. uh, it will
2: not work. Right. So uh, uh, we thought that we, yeah, we thought that was the right system, but the rotation was too low. So the the times that you can use it per year. But for a circular model, it's very important that is uh, that the the use is as much as possible. So you you rather have. Every week uh, uh, that you can use it instead of only seven times per year, but we updated it was half a year Got because it. those uh, uh, yeah those stores they they loved the product so they will, they didn't give gave the, the, the display back huh? right. and if they were coming back uh, yeah uh, uh, a truck driver who just throws it in their uh, um, their truck. And now, uh, well, it, it ended up broken because it was not secured, for example. Sure. So it was entirely good to get it into the supply chain, but get, getting it back was a huge problem. And then we, together with a bigger retailer, Jumbo, they have 20% of the market in the Netherlands, we redesigned the process. And the buyer said, what if we just put those displays on the shop floor and only replace the sleeve? And we did a calculation together with the University of Wageningen and this saved up to 70% extra CO2 by just doing this. Wow. So by by going from a pre-filled supply chain towards a, a, a supply chain that's only yeah, filling a shelf on the shop floor. And filling a shelf on the shop floor, that's the normal business of a retailer. So now everyone is in their normal core business. A brand will just supply goods via pellets. And not a, a, a display with cardboard around it and everything and then small pallets. No, just big pallets towards the uh, the retailer. And then the retailer distributes those products and they will add some point of sale material, what they normally also send to the stores. Got so it. we use the same system there. Interesting. So, so there was Jumbo. And Jumbo said, we do this entirely for all brands. So they started with their Easter campaign, and after Easter, week 16, all brands need to cope with a new system. And, and all brands need to go via, and still do. We promote, we plan all the promotions for all brands for Yumbo. Yeah? so there are um, almost 100,000 promotions on a yearly base. Sure. And then uh, it's Albert Hank came and said, okay, we will also shift to this value chain. Got it. Uh, so do this, like, So now Albert Heijn does the same. So this is very, very interesting. So we shift an entire country, but starting with not the biggest retailer.
1: Sure. Makes sense. Um, now, how is the cost handled? I mean, the, I'm sure some of our listeners are thinking, well, the cost of cardboard is pretty inexpensive compared to like a, a, a nice rack with IOT sensors built into it. How do you manage that in the model? Yeah,
2: it's all about rotation. And so if you do it once per year, just use cardboard. And so that's, right. <laughs> that's obviously a, a, a case. But I saw the with the, the, the business case for retail, it's so interesting because now they manage those spots themselves and they can ask an amount for those, uh, those, those displays. And if they reduce 50% of cost, well, it's the operations that there is the money is spent on those operations so there the sure. return of investment is really like a half year to a, a to a year uh, uh, because it was so inefficient
1: right that's interesting um you, you know, uh, one of the things I think is pretty cool, kind of stepping back from the, the actual product, is you had this whole idea of a moonshot uh, for your business that was uh, focused on three areas, being smart, sustainable, and together. Talk about that and how that's played into, you know, building the business and then launching this product.
2: Yeah, nice question. Yeah. Uh, together, we will set a, a moonshot to save a billion kilobits of cardboard uh, and create uh, 200% more effective promotions in every store on the planet. That's the real vision, and those three areas I think is uh, they are very important. Eh? So by being smart, eh, uh, we build technology in it, and we are developing uh, for this technology for the past five years. Eh? So so it's really building a SaaS model so that all promotions get managed in a different way. So it's a greenfield business eh? or uh, in uh, in that sense. So we want to steer and measure those promotions every day and make these uh, uh, spots more valuable on uh, on the shop floor. But also, uh, you can think of, if you think of something smart, if you are a brand and you can just book a promo spot sure. any time, any place, anywhere, and, uh, for example, that is a good weather, and within a week you have your spots, uh, you, you, you can occupy a spot, that's very, very interesting. And by standardizing this entire process in a smart way, we can do this. And the other thing is becoming uh, uh, as much sustainable as possible. So that means 100% circular. Uh, sure. So we started, for example, with virgin material. We are now going to recycle uh, uh, material. And uh, um, it, it's, it, it also goes to restoring the planet instead of destroying the planet. Uh, right. So... Uh, we have to think of different ways. And because this is such a big quest to come up with these ideas, we need to do this together. Yeah? So together, we want to build a worldwide standard on branded promotions. But together, we need to co-create, learn, <laughs> uh, uh, innovate. Yeah? Sure. And therefore, join forces for a better
1: world. I love that. Yeah. Um again, mission centric. Uh, I, I love to ask our, our guests some of their biggest lessons learned, the things you'd share in either building the brand or launching a product like this in the market, uh, maybe a, a challenge or two that you've had to overcome. What would you share with our audience as you think about um, you know, where you are now? And there, I know you've got a lot of growth in front of you, but like just looking back over the last couple of years, what kinds of lessons would you share?
2: Yeah, I I think from an entrepreneurial perspective, uh, <laughs> we thought we were all almost there already when we started. Yeah? So uh, we thought that, that we had the whole world immediately after we uh, we uh, produced our first item, and this takes longer you think. Yeah? So right entirely <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, it, it, to entirely rethink. You have to rethink everything. It's not only about the product; it's also about the the supply. How to, to use it, how, why it's used now. And so, and therefore, I think the, the biggest lesson is keep on co-creating because sure. if you stop listening to your customers for a, a, a second, ready, you are gone. So you right. you need to do, to do this together. It, it's impossible to, to do it by yourself
1: interesting you know I, I mentioned as we kicked off today that we're involved in a, a the, one of the major consumer products industry organizations and you are too and I find everyone's involved in those for mostly the same reasons but I, I and um, but sometimes different what talk about the value of being involved in a you know kind of a major industry organization and the things that you look to get out of it
2: uh, yeah, I actually love to be uh, to, to that we are both in the steering committee of the end-to-end value chain. So um, I I really see the value in such a network. To do what we are about to do, we need board-level commitment. And I think one of the own networks uh, that I know in the, in the industry is the is a non-profit organization as the Consumer Good Forum. So and they truly believe in that we need to build a different supply chain, and so that we need a different different value chain together. And and therefore, I, yeah, I, I I really love to uh, to to joining this network.
1: Yeah, it's so great. Um, you really just have an opportunity to learn and. Non-salesy environment, um, <laughs> which is great and can meet people like you. Um, Brahm, share with our audience where they can find you, learn more about your product, connect with you, etc. Uh,
2: yeah, well, maybe just good. You can find me on the Consumer Goods Forum website. Yeah? So uh, if you go to the store of the Consumer Goods Forum, then uh, you will see our uh, our product, a Pretty Smart Display. Uh, you can also find my contact details there. I also shared uh, some some articles, uh, so uh, about uh, the most valuable spot uh, in uh, in in retail. Uh, uh, so the dark side of the most valuable <laughs> spot in retail, part one and two. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, I I shared some knowledge there, and um, so there you can find me.
1: I love it. You can also check out proteussmartdisplay.com. And of course, Brahm is on LinkedIn. So, hey, it's been so fun having you here, Braum. Um Can't wait to see how this evolves and grows with so many different retailers and how you evolve the product as um, you get feedback and kind of different market segments and different size locations and whatnot. But you got to come back and share more with us down the road. I
0: definitely want to. Thank you. The ContenderCast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com.